Sitting in now is uh, Northfield City Administrator Ben Martig. Ben, good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for coming in today. Absolutely. City Council had a work session last night and just a couple of items on the agenda, but we could talk for a long time on those two particular items. Uh, why don't we start off with uh, Bridge Square? Bridge Square was discussed last night, a redesign, and uh, although this is uh, g- becoming new at the, co- at the council level right now, uh, this process has been, uh, it's not the first time that it has been uh, kicked around by city people in uh, either task force or commissions or such. Uh, give us kind of a history of, of uh, where we're at uh, on uh, Bridge Square and, and, and perhaps uh, changing it for the future. Sure. So as part of our strategic plan, the city council did uh, initiate one of the priorities on uh, implementation of our riverfront enhancement action plan was to take a look, as you said, at the refresh of uh, Bridge Square. And uh, this has there was a pretty extensive study done that people might be familiar with back in 2014. Uh, it took a look uh, at you know some of the different options on potential designs. They had kind of four different key pieces of that. And they looked at um, uh, very much very robust community engagement at that time. So uh, the consultants, we didn't think it made sense to reinvent the wheel here. So they went back and dug into that plan and took some key takeaways as part of that, um, as well as taking some of the input in the broader context of the Riverfront Enhancement Action Plan is how this fits into that because it is it is a key feature, a key park, uh, not only in the downtown, but as part of the river walk. So they took a look at some of those base maps, uh, reviewed some of those conceptual plans and came up with some initial thoughts related to a preliminary kind of merged concept plan of the four plans that were in that 2014 study. And um, really they were coming in to talk to the city of council about um, feedback as it relates to that, and then also uh, initiation of uh, public engagement to get some feedback, uh, community outreach and engagement to get some feedback as it relates to uh, Bridge Square, the previous plans, this concept sketch, and then any other input they might have uh, from the community to then come back to the city council, bring uh, synthesize that information, and then they'd go and work on kind of a revised concept plan after that feedback from the council to come back for ultimate, hopefully, approval of a preferred plan uh, early in the new year with a evaluation of potential, potentially putting some of the improvements into a capital improvement plan. The council would look at that time. but um, So they, they went through a number of kind of uh, corridor-wide plans as well as taking a look at uh, Bridge Square itself. Uh, let's talk about some of the specifics. Do we have uh, do we have a general idea of where you know what direction we're going with Bridge Square? Rich and I were talking earlier this morning about perhaps uh, moving the Civil War monument that's uh, there, uh, perhaps uh, closing down Water Street. Uh, is there anything that is going to happen? <laughs> You're pretty sure. There, uh, are there reasons why you want to do it other than aesthetic purposes? So I think really what it's about is, is activating the, the river and, and trying to enhance that connection of the uh, of Bridge Square to really make it, it's already a wonderful gathering place and it draws people to our community as well as something that people here locally like as well. So it's really, I would say it's a little bit about kind of placemaking, it's making it a quality place for the people that live here and it's kind of an economic development strategy related to how can you, mm-hmm. you know, polish up this gem a little bit to make it even more usable for the people that are here. Some key takeaways on their preliminary plan of the plans that they chose from was taking a look at the, the permanent closure of Water Street. You know, we've had with COVID the ability to, tr- uh, to do some temporary work. 
So I think people now, since they've lived it, will be able to provide feedback as we do the engagement because they've they've lived it for quite a while with it down. Now mm-hmm. it's not going to be it's not as nice right now with our jersey barriers and things that are out there. But I think people can get a sense of how much was traffic disrupted, how much of a benefit is this connection. So that's certainly one of the pieces like that you talked about as it relates to the. Um, uh, Civil War Memorial, it was not to relocate it off the site. It was keeping it on there, um, kind of readjusting it on the site. The, mm-hmm. Some of the plans that were there had it. So they basically were suggesting maybe moving it a little bit closer to Division Street. It would be more visible there, but also provides a little, since it's right in the middle of Bridge Square now, it does provide some limitations on what you can do with that site with it. So as an example, they talked about wanting to be able to in, you know, improve on the more intimate type of events that are there. So it might include um, uh, a small uh, covered stage of some kind that would be open to the back or something, you know, if, uh, you know, more down by the river. And then by, by having that open space in Bridge Square, you could have larger crowds kind of gather in back behind that and still being able to have a larger stage brought into the site. So that's something that they talked about, but they did recognize that the um, the fountain and then um, some of the Civil War memorial pieces. Right now, the concept would be to uh, keep some of those integrated with it, but those would be conversations to potentially include uh, as they go forward with uh, feedback related to it. So, besides the closure of Water Street, though, um, I always get a little confused on what we what street we call that. Is it kind of bends past mm-hmm. the post office? But I think it's called Bridge Square Street. The little the little connection piece that goes by there. The, the current concept they have, just because the post office is in there and is such a critical piece of traffic flow and access, the concept uh, draft plan has that still open um, through that area. Um, certainly they talked about some of the feedback the council gave too was um, certainly engaging with specific stakeholders. We know the market fair group has been extremely active in um in actually growing recently apparently this last weekend i wasn't able to be there but it was a big weekend pretty happy, happy yeah place it I really heard. was i came downtown and was impressed <laughs> was yeah and frustrated too so we don't want to <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> i guess there's uh, pros and cons to some of yeah. that but i think we want to continue to be able to see things like that happen and grow um, certainly the defeat of Jesse James day group uses that heavily. So we're going to want to get some feedback from them and many others, uh, from the community. It's a key gathering place. And, um, you know, there's certainly a revival, uh, uh, you know, continued focus on these town squares, I guess it's kind of similar to that kind of town square park concept that it's really kind of right in the heart of the downtown, um, similar to some communities. So it's, it's really something that needs to be thoughtful and taken into a, into account a lot of perspectives of it. Um, those are just a few of the concepts, but we'll be going out and, and getting more feedback from people as it relates to that. It's very much a, the, the concepts draft that they did was, it was a hand re-sketch up of what was done. And that's intentional to show that this is a working document. This is really to get feedback from people. Um, yeah, get some yeah, see see what see what the thoughts are and uh, there's ability for for this to be improved uh, for sure you know for our listeners out there who would like to uh put their two cents worth in uh would there be opportunities to do that how do they do that could they send uh you know emails or ideas somewhere uh or attend a, a listening session yeah i think we're going to be doing all of those things we don't have the all the specifics but uh between uh now and probably heavily in november we're looking at you know some outdoor events to try and have some uh, 
some uh, visibility, uh, online electronic polling, uh, some posters at major places where people might be to have some information. And then uh, we're also going to be looking at having some engagement meetings with some of our boards and commissions that might relate to this, or some of the stakeholder groups like I talked about and others. So we will uh, be working with you, Jeff, to help get the word out on opportunities for feedback with that uh, through your listeners. All right. Uh, let's move on to the uh, the uh, tax levy that was discussed quite a bit last night, the other big thing on the uh, on the agenda. you uh, Well, first of all, uh, before we get into the levy alternatives, which you have uh, outlined uh, to the council last night uh, before the discussion, uh, you also have one from uh, uh, Kathy Osterman of uh, the Northfield Historical Society, who has partnered with the uh, city in many different ways, many times through the years. Uh, what was, uh, could you explain that to us? Yeah, so the city uh, of Northfield has uh, been working with the Northfield Historical Society since 2013, assisting us in preservation of old city records that needed to be permanently retained. And so they've done digitization of a lot of interesting old uh, handwritten documents, which is how they used to do business back in the old days. And um, uh, so they've been doing that over a number of years. The city's actually had a service contract with them to work on digitization. We also have assisted in 2019 on uh, additional financing to provide additional funding for the exhibit on the 1876 bank uh, robbery, putting a focus on the townspeople. So the city council helped make those displays happen. They ended up not getting a grant during that time period, and we were able to assist to help get it done. So it certainly helped. As they talked about, though, they have many more stories to tell. So they're looking at another contract for 2019, or excuse me, uh, 22 as a budget request uh, to continue to do some of the digitization on the preservation of needs and the equipment that they need for that. But also um, expanding that preservation as they have a number of records that we use with like our um, uh, Northfield uh, our Heritage Preservation Commission, our downtown group, does a lot of work looking at information on the history of uh, buildings in downtown and also the ownership and the businesses that used to be in there. So the digitization will help expedite the research of that information when we have building projects, remodeling going on, or just general interest in, in research. So uh, that's a big chunk that we're that they're looking for as, as additional assistance for. Also allowing for uh, some subsidized busing. So a number of the school elementary schools often come to the historical society, but it's when it's a nice day when they can walk. So they're requesting some funding to allow busing of, from all of our elementary so we can guarantee that all these kids will have a chance to check out the historical society. And then the last piece uh, was to research and develop an interactive uh, content on local indigenous people to supplement the current display on the bank raid exhibit because the uh, the the focus or the draw a lot of times is the uh, the bank raid, but they do have information kind of leading up to what was happening at the time, um, uh, including some of the indigenous people and, and uh, leading into some of the incorporation of the sh- uh, city in, in John North. But because they have space limitations, they're looking at this interactive kind of touchscreen uh, concept to be able to have visually some of the inf- information and documents and um and other types of things that they have available to explore as part of that. And that certainly ties in with some of our goals that the city's had around equity and inclusion and having a broader story um, around some of the indigenous people that were here before us. So uh, add all of those up, and it's a little over $29,000, which is 
roughly what it was prior. They actually didn't request any additional funding last year because of COVID. They they slowed down some of their work on the digitization, and so they didn't have a, a big additional need. They were carrying over some of those funds. Mm -hmm. So we kind of took a year off, but this is back again. And we've got uh, pretty much this amount of money programmed in our in our preliminary funding, but the Historical Society has been an important partner and uh, appreciate the, the thoughtfulness on putting together the, the request for next year's funding. Uh, the, we are talking right now with Ben Mardick, Northfield City Administrator. Uh, let's move on to uh, the tax levy alternatives. You outlined uh, several scenarios, option A, B, C, and D last night. Um, they're all double digits. <laughs> uh, give us a little bit of background of uh I guess I'll let you tell the story here as you told last night. It's a little more concise, though. We only have about six minutes. Yeah, so we uh, we set our preliminary levy just a few weeks ago at uh, an increase of 15% as a maximum not to exceed amount for uh, the increase for 2022 for our tax levy. That's one of our primary ways that we fund our local government, certainly. So we've, we've been taking a look at uh, adjustments. Uh, three main things are kind of dr driving what I would call the baseline increases. Our, our debts going up about would be driving that 2.8% uh, increase in the levy tied to some of our debt with our infrastructure investments. We got around a um, little over 4% to keep our wages competitive uh, and benefits with basically right in the middle of our peer city group. Uh, we had major study that was done on that. And then the third piece was we have a, a few positions that the council had previously approved, including like for the body camera implementation. That's just under 2% uh, increase with that. So that gets you to about an 8% uh, right there. We actually came in last night. We did some adjustments to the slides that were in the initial deck. They actually got us below double digits. I mean, still those are still big numbers, but kind of that baseline right now, if we were to use some um, some – ARP funds to reimburse us for some improvements to City Hall that we had done uh, to be able to then use towards some studies that were planned for next year. That would get us um, down to the 8%, which I shared with the City Council last night. We're getting about $2.2 million, and that would be a couple hundred thousand that we could use to offset um, some of those increases, so it would bring it down to 8 And then the question is, um, what uh, for additional positions being requested that we've identified some needs in a few different areas related to positions um, to assist, like on growing our economic development. Um, we're we're looking at a new partnership potentially with the NDDC, where this we'd be doing some combined position uh, within our department operation, uh, some increased translation, and otherwise we gave a few different options ranging up to about a fourteen point two percent. Is kind of a maximum with those adjustments. Now, again, we did have a take a look at some ARP funds to fund some of those positions for a couple of years on economic development. How much money did you say you had from in the ARP? Uh, $2.2 million. Okay. So um, what we were looking at is a possibility to t use a little bit of that money between the potentially using some for staffing in these studies. It would be a, a little under right around 500000 that we piece off that we'd still be able to give out to other partner entities that if we use that, that was new information that would get it. Even if they funded all the position and we, and we use the ARP for all of the asks, we'd actually get us down to an 11% levy increase. If we were to do that, of course, people benefit by, you know, decreased uh, taxes as well um, as part of that consideration. But 
we kind of went through some of those adjustments. We had already made some changes um, to our revenues and expenses to bring that down uh, below the preliminary levy. So we know there was quite a bit of feedback from the council that we were a little delayed on our budget process this year. So they set a little higher uh, levy to give us some flexibility, but I think there's a lot of interest from the council to try, to try and find ways to bring that down significantly. And um, we know that the tax statements come out at the end of November, so we're trying to push to make some decisions earlier in November, potentially the first meeting November, to get a vote on some direction on what the council's proposed, uh, adjusted proposed levy heading into the uh, public hearing would be in December. A lot of this information was given to them uh, new last night at the meeting. We kind of updated some of this information later in the afternoon as we were pulling some of the information together. So they weren't really ready to give formal feedback to some of that, but I think there was definitely some receptivity to finding ways to use some of those dollars um, for eligible expenses on those ARP funds to try and bring that number down and then also meet some of the goals of, of that funding. So <clears throat> we had some good uh, background from the city council on that, uh, but did have some limited time. Um, and also was new information last night. All right. Uh, once again, Ben Martig is with the City Administrator for Northfield. Uh, let's talk about what's happening in the next couple of weeks. This is your last work session, but about three weeks you had mentioned early November you'd like to get that uh, uh, a number more solidified. That's only a couple, three weeks uh, from now, which I'm sure you're aware of, but for our listeners out there, it seems like there's a lot of work to be done by uh, both staff and council to get those uh, the numbers to uh, a point where everyone's happy with them. That's right. Well, in a number of ways, a lot of, you know, I would say probably 80% or more of the budget's pretty well fixed right now. We're really probably zeroing in on our, our goals of the operation, in particular as it relates to staff, in additional staffing requests. Which ones do they really see as the priority or not? So I think we are pretty well narrowed down. We do have one additional work session in November, but I'm actually hoping, like you said, the next regular meeting will get direction. So, um, it's new information, but I think the council has been thinking about this. There wasn't a lot of new, you know, data or information as it relates to those prior requests. So I'm confident that we'll be able to get some feedback from them uh, and get some direction on kind of as we head into into that December time period. We are going to uh, take a look at one more look at our capital improvement and equipment plan and at that work session in November. We have been looking at some grants to explore um, to, that ties into some of our priorities. So we're going to look at that and then uh, basically kind of gear up for that uh, public hearing in December. So it's going to be moving quickly and the council will be moving to decision making on, on this um, uh, not not next regular meeting, but the meeting after that. All right. Ben, we're out of time. Thank you so much for joining us. Much right. appreciated. A lot of good information. Uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Sounds great. Thanks, Jeff. Northfield City Administrator Ben Martig. Got uh, Rich and Tim coming up. Shumway Custom Bath will help you create the bathroom you've always wanted. Their high-quality designs cater to all your needs and desires. Shumway Custom Bath is offering beautiful and safe tub-to-shower conversions. Their onyx and acrylic walls are durable and come with a lifetime guarantee. Visit their website at shumwaycustombath.com. Shumway Custom Bath, the bathroom remodel of your dreams in less time for less money. 
A Renville County farmer is recovering from serious injuries suffered in a tractor accident near Olivia. Sheriff's deputies say 25-year-old Nicholas Kubish was pulling an empty grain cart Monday when he lost control, went into the ditch, and came to rest in a field. He was airlifted to a hospital in the Twin Cities with serious but non-life-threatening injuries. The votes are in, and the Science Museum of Minnesota today will announce which fossil will go on to face the legislative process to become Minnesota's state fossil. We had uh, eight initial candidates that reflected to give a variety of different parts of Minnesota, as well as different times in the past, as well as different kinds of animals. That was eight. And I wanted to have a write-in phase or an opportunity for people to suggest other things as well. The Science Museum's Dr. Alex Hastings. Two Minnesota 